guys. Welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, Season 2, Episode 21. Our, G'day, everyone. Our review of the uh, game against the North Queensland Cowboys. How are you, buddy? Mate, I'm all right. I've been better. I'll tell you what. We're going to need to add one more injury to the growing Warriors injury uh, list, and that's myself. Yep. Uh, did, a, did a bit of a mischief playing touch footy on, on Monday night. Yep. I uh, got a bit of a sprained ankle, unfortunately. I'd like to say it was from doing a Sean Johnson-style sidestep and everything, but really it was just a bit of an innocuous... boots on, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of an innocuous run up, play the ball, stand on the other bloke's foot, roll the ankle. So yeah. unfortunately... <laughs> got a nice big fat swelling ankle but yeah it uh, could be worse can always be worse yeah it could a- and what about you mate how are you going yeah mate yeah pretty good just a routine uh work week for me nothing exciting happening here down in it's getting a bit cool though uh had to break out the long sleeve shirt tonight yeah, I noticed you yeah I noticed you're wearing a jacket mate I thought I thought you said the sun always shines in Queensland. What's going on? If you can believe it, up here in God's country in Queensland, it does occasionally get a little bit chilly. So I brought out the old uh, the old anorak. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hello to everyone who's joining us. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Um, we'll get into it, mate. Yeah. Talk about. Yeah, uh, I suppose we better again tear the bandaid off and let's oh, no. get stuck into it. Uh, yeah, the game against right. the Cowboys last Friday night. Yep, up at uh, Cowboys, uh, that Country Bank Stadium, the um, Cowboys new stadium. What a good looking stadium! Looks that like is. a great stadium up there, doesn't it? It, it does. I can't wait. Oh, Looks hang like on! A great place to watch footy. <laughs> Someone who lost to us the week before um, is uh, pretty happy. Tell you what, it's it. still hot in Tiger Town. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Continue on. <laughs> I think Rob's um <laughs> yeah, I think Rob's frozen on us, mate. Um I don't know if he's if he can hear me, but it looks like he's frozen. That's a good impersonation of being still. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Um yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll keep going. Um yeah, so uh Queen, uh, the game against the North Queensland Cowboys up at... Uh, G'day, mate. Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> I was talking to myself there for a while. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like... Oh, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, did you drop out or did I drop out? I'll just I, keep I, going in case. <laughs> do, do you know the way that I deal with that? I look at the Facebook feed and I see who's... Still <laughs> still I could see that I was moving. Carl came in to say hello to you. He's telling you that it's uh, still hot in Tiger Town. He's, he's bought his... Uh, his shirtless manly body in to, to say hello. <laughs> I think that's why you froze. We thought you'd had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> no, just the sprained ankle, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, where were we? <laughs> well, I was just about to get started, mate, on the uh, yep. on the game review. So, uh, yeah, Friday night up at uh, Country Bank Stadium, North Queensland. Unlike previous weeks, weeks, um, Coach Nathan Brown made no changes to his uh, named team list prior to the kickoff, and the Warriors took the field at uh, one to seventeen as listed, which I think is the first time that's happened this year. Uh, it was a great start from the Warriors with a solid first set, and then um, our mate Hectic Montoya uh, taking a safe catch in the end goal for a ca- from a Cowboys bomb to earn us a seven tackle set early in that game. Uh, we did. Uh, use the ball wisely, make good metres upfield, putting us in a good attacking position. Uh, Cody put you and Aitken into a huge hole to score. And it seemed there may have been a hint of a high shot on Aitken in the process of scoring, but 
the match officials really didn't look too closely at it. And Cody converts, and we're out to a 6 0 lead. Welcome back. <laughs> Can't hear you now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got me now? I've got you, mate. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry, you. sorry, folks. Uh, something going wrong in internet world up here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we followed up with a good set after points, though. We got to our kick. Um, some great kick pressure from the merchandise, fortunate yeah. Cowboys to, to make a mistake and lose the ball in the tackle. The Cowboys challenged the decision, and of course, they're successful, as always. The replay showing Merch had hands on the ball and um, released its grip with, you know, the raking action or changed yeah. his gait or whatever they, they say these days. Uh, yeah, the old cows go on the attack deep into a half and a good kick in the end goal, gets them a repeat dropout, bit of sustained pressure there. Uh, they turn over with a long pass from Holmes flying over the sideline and we survived the first set. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a warning shot there. Yeah, it was. Um, speaking of warning shots, we had Wayne e Wade Egan put on report for a high shot mm. and that ensuing penalty, the Cowboys started uh, their set on our 30 metre line. Uh, luckily, the Cowboys, for uh, sorry, the Cowboys forced another set, uh, repeat set via a well-placed kick in the end goal. Um forcing it dead and for a dropout uh, and too many repeat sets and good ball and good field position. And, you know, the Cowboys scored their first points through a pretty easy Kyle Felt try mm. in the corner. Uh, and Valentine Holmes converts that. A great kick from the sideline. And it's 6-6 after 15 minutes. Yeah, the Cowboys are now in full running. And again, it's that dreaded momentum shift that we keep talking about. And it seems to be swinging, you know, the pendulum swings towards the Cowboys. We get it. We get the set. There's not much happening, and um, Reese Walsh puts little kick in behind Felt, and uh, the baby giraffe, or the newborn calf that is hectic Montoya, <laughs> gets his foot on the ball, but isn't able to keep the ball in play. So it was it was one of those freakish bits of play that could have been, but looked yeah, yeah, come off, yeah, yeah, <laughs> baby giraffe, <laughs> and the Warriors sack is actually pretty flat, and. Um, yeah, we're still able to make plenty of meters due to the Cowboys' defense, though. And our fifth tackle options, yeah, lack any real thought or threat. And it seemed to be, yeah, putting in kicks for the sake of kicking it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a quick shout out to TK, who's, who's logged in to join us. Says he's not here long. Mahi, obviously, man's working. Yeah, the work. Yeah. Gar guarantee he's still here in an hour, though, commenting. Yeah. You're, you're, you're here for the long haul, TK. We, we love you, mate. We do love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, where are we up to? Uh, yeah. So the Cowboys uh, produced some exciting attack with an early kick, which is eventually knocked on by Val Holmes trying to recover the ball. Um, is that what we're up to, mate? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that early kick really seemed to catch the Warriors off guard. Uh, we're pretty lucky. A mistake from Walsh from the next set and the Cowboys are back on the attack. Cowboys put up a kick that comes off the shoulder of Hectic Montoya and goes into touch. At first, we get the call on that. They, they challenge yet course, again. Yeah, challenge successful. Yeah. And they start their set on our 30 um, and a good shift of the ball. And uh, that man, Murray Tualungi, scores in the corner to continue his try-scoring feats against us. I think that's three uh, now he scored in the two it's, games. It's ridiculous. And it was like it was like the carbon copy and the actual play gone right for that shift that they tried earlier on. Yep, and absolutely. it's like, that, that was what was disappointing about that, was we had that warning shot. Our boy, Jazzy Tavanga gets 10 minutes in the bin for a late hit on Reese Robson. And uh, leap, and then we also had the H, HIA call as well. 
So, yeah. um, and yeah, didn't the Cowboys take full advantage of that? The 12 man yep. defensive line, Jake Clifford scores a pretty easy try, kick ahead for 16, six, and then drink water just backs up for a long range try the very next set. And it wasn't looking too good going into oranges as Costo would say, uh, 22, six. Yeah. I looked at the stats at halftime. Um, as you know, I'm a bit of a stats man. I yeah. do like looking at all the stats of the stats game. Enthusiast. Um, and I did, like, the Cowboys had 60% possession and a 94% completion rate uh, mm. at that point in time. So they were certainly the better team in that first half. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and the doubt. two converted tries in that 10-minute period with Jazz in the bin really hurt us. And, and Nathan Brown, um, you know, identified that area as yeah. probably the area that lost us the game um, at that instance. I don't know if Jazz's um, uh, incident was sin, a sin bin worthy. Um, is, but, it because, is it because it was Jazz? Yeah, like be, because he's wearing a Warriors jersey and his name is Jazz, uh, maybe he gets... Uh, yeah, I just don't know if that's a sin bin in any other game. And it's, it's not a sin bin, but it was an unnecessary play. Yeah, and um, it was just poor, yeah. poor discipline and poor, poor discipline. execution. Yes. He must yet again, you know. Yeah, well, the second half starts and the Warriors get some good early ball through repeat sets from Cowboys errors. And RTS uh, chimes in and shifts out to uh, Aitken, who was actually playing on the wing at this point. Yeah. Um, he goes over for a try, his second of the night, and that was like the perfect start to the second half. Yeah, it was. And I was like, if he can... An important kick from Cody as well, because that puts us back within that 10 point, that magical 10 point lead that I say you can never bank on, yep. especially when we held it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was back to 22 um, 12. Then there was some exciting sets, you know, with our old mate, the baby giraffe, Hectic Montoya, scoops up a loose ball from the Cowboys and puts Reese Lightning down the sideline. Wasn't, wasn't that a try? Yeah. He gets reeled right. in. He, Hilam Luki, like, he must have the biggest strides known to man. He, 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 like, ran him down without too much fuss. He did. He but did. But the determination, like, you could just see it. Uh, Reese was just determined to get the try, and he did. Even though he got, jer- he got you know, jerked backwards, and it was an awkward-looking tackle. It was funny, still- wasn't it? Because it's almost as if, um, like, he's, he... Lukey pulled him back yeah. and landed on Lukey and ba- and kind of bounced back up. <laughs> it was. It was exactly like that. Yeah. He he like literally just rebounded straight back over and scored the try. Yeah. And mate, that that's that's going to be one of the tries of the season for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that'll go on the highlight reel definitely, definitely. But mate, how special is this kid, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, he is. He is good. I I do like how Nathan Brown is playing down because. It's true what Brownie says. There's a lot in his game. Like, he does make some mistakes. And, and he reminds me of Maloney in that respect, where he makes mm. some mistakes. It's water off the duck's back, you know, and he'll try the same thing again. He's not afraid. It, yeah. yeah. And it comes yeah. off. And everyone's all for, you know, oh, this is great, you know. And we've got to remember, he's only six games into his career. He's 18. He's only 18. Yeah. Um, he's playing with a lot of confidence, which is great, which is what we want. Um, but... He's, there is some still some mistakes in his game, and he does have a lot yeah, to learn. But uh, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's so exciting so far. Mm. Um, Cody nails that sideline conversion. The Warriors are back within four points. He's kicking well, eh, Cody? He yeah. was, yeah, he is. He mm. is. Um, yeah. The momentum shift at that point is well and truly in the Warriors' favour, and our boys are full of running. We're shifting the balls to the edges mm. at will. Um, the two teams trade set for set, with neither getting any real ascendancy. But the Cowboys continue to have a much better fifth tackle 
kicking game. Yeah, it's just they had that over us, didn't they? Um, yep. Walsh, Walsh also showed his toughness throughout the game. He took some heavy knocks, um, you know, jumping up to defuse some of those bombs. Yeah. But but he continued to stay out there. There was, was one time I was thinking, oh, geez, it looks like he might go off. And, yeah, I was thinking uh, the same. I was like, no, no, he got up, brushed it off. That that was that was so encouraging to see that. Yep. Um, Jazz Jazz then had a bit of a crucial knock on trying to defuse the kick on our line, um, and the Cowboys then once again um, starting a set on our line. Cht with one of his trademark hits though. This is this was a superb tackle. Yeah. Like, technically perfect tackle. Yep. Uh, puts Clifford on his backside. And some great, and there's some great scrambling defense in that sort of passage as well, denying the Cowboys. But we did have trouble getting off our line, and that is a big concern. We're just not, we're just not making the meters. That's right. Yeah, we did. Um, Pompey got a, a crusher tackle with Gilbert going on report, and mm. and um, of course, you know, Jazz takes that that opportunity to get in the face of the Cowboys yeah. players, and there's a bit of yeah. push and shove. But we get a relieving penalty from Muff, and that finally gets us off our line. Yeah, um, that's crucial. God sent that penalty. Yeah, I mean, once again, our defence is far from dynamic. It's only great kick, ch- uh, great chase on a kick from RTS um, that forces a, a dropout and a much. Yeah, that was great kick. persistence. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was. Um, and then some sustained pressure and a great ball from Walsh puts Mon- hectic Montoya over in the corner, uh, and Cody failed to kick that game, uh, that that try, and and we're all tied up at twenty two all. Yeah, twenty-two all deadlock. Warriors have some have done you know really well to get back to level. That was the you know it's it's a, it's a bit of a mental thing, isn't it? You get yep. back level as opposed to being two points down. Yep. Um, but with twenty minutes still remaining in the game, it's like anyone's for the taking. There's still a lot of time left. A good set after points, and the Cowboys are then forced to it's them this time doing the work off their line. A great defensive set, and we start our next set within the Cowboys forty. Walsh cops another hit and Gilbert is placed on report for the, for the second time in the half. Uh, yeah, mate, sorry, I'm just reading the comments. As yeah. Come um, yeah, that's true. Uh, he was put on report. Um, the Warriors opt to keep the pressure on and kick for touch instead of taking the two points on offer, which I was, I'm a massive fan of yeah. at, at that Why point not? in time. You yeah. know, there's still, you know, still, plenty still of minutes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and the gamble paid off with big uh, Ben Murdoch, Marcella crashing over. Uh, getting a, a like Clifford one on one, pretty much. He's a special for that, and isn't he? he? Yeah, real weapon, real weapon to have that. He'd been doing it for most of the night when he was on the field, mm. uh, and and close to the line. That was always a scoring opportunity for us. Uh, Cody converts, and we're up 20, 28 22. And the the Warriors um, have scored, you know, twenty two unanswered points at that point in the game. You know, to get back into it and and lead. Oh, are you there? Yeah, you're there. No? Yes? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still here. Okay, good. <laughs> and the Cowboys got a rare set inside the Warriors half, but they come up with a handling error, thank goodness, you're thinking at yep. the time. But another mistake early in the tackle count by Granville on their next set, and the Cowboys have now turned over the position cheaply in two, two sets in succession. So you're thinking the cards are starting to fall our way. Yeah, and then in what I believe to probably be the most crucial point of the game, um, we have two consecutive sets in good field position where we could have set up and take uh, set up and, and taken a shot at field goal for a seven-point lead. However, that option is never considered. Um, we finished both sets with two really poor kicking options. I think I think one's being a kick into touch and the other a poor kick option that 
that really gives them a seven tackle set. So the one that's taken in goal that was just, yeah. it was just way too. Yeah. Too and easy. Yeah. That, that was the crucial one for mine. Yeah. yeah. It's here where we really needed someone to stand up and, and manage the game uh, in those last eight minutes to ensure the win. And, and no one did it. Um, we were quite happy to, you know, to push through our set, get to our kick, kick into touch or kick in behind the, the space. And that's when we really should have set up for um, a field goal. I, in, I believe. Mm. Um, and mm. I believe this is where Cody needs to step up as the senior mm. player in that spine. You know, while she's, he's a six game, um, 18 year old rookie, Chanel Harris DeVita has only played 30 games and he's, you know, 21 years old. And we're going to talk about these guys a we little are, bit later yes. in our set of six. Uh, cause they have, especially, um, Chanel, he has come, uh, under some really, um, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Some, some serious bagging on social media yeah uh and it's it's unjustified and i'll get into that later um but they're both still learning their craft and the the heavy criticism that they're copying on social media for me just seems to be unjustified yep no i would agree but then that takes us into the crucial part of this game last five minutes the cowboys chance their arm deep in their own half and a one-on-one miss there with um, with Aitken, unfortunately. And the hammer runs away. Mate, you don't need to give the hammer any space. You can see what he's capable of. Not and the good hammer, the bad hammer. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> you as well. Of course, you in your heyday. You don't want to, put, oh, don't want to give you any room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hammer, Tabuai, Fido races away and scores. Uh, Cody, Cody made a good, uh, valiant attempt. To try and get yeah, him, but I mean, the, the man's just yeah. too quick. Um, yep. So there's a few minutes remaining. The scores are level, and I just have this feeling of dread at this point in time. Um, however, the ensuing set, the kickoff, there's a, a ball plant from Cohen Hess. So he is actually called it for a knock on for planting the ball, not playing the ball correctly, essentially, as Matt Jenkins yep. pointed out, because yep. he had to explain to all the Cowboys rushing over, who were like, challenge, challenge, challenge. I said, it's a ball plant. You can't challenge it. So then we could not have been given a more golden opportunity to wrap this one up. We have a whole set, and we unfortunately, we left it to the last tackle to try and take a shot, and yeah, CHT misses a shot from right in front um, to the left of the post. So that gives the Cowboys a seven-tackle set, and... Yeah, we all know what happens there. Val Holmes kicks basically a 40-meter, 39-meter field goal, which you could actually feel it coming. You could feel it in the air. I can show everyone um, the text messages that you sent me two minutes before that happened. I, I, said, I can see what's uh, going to happen here. Val Holmes is going to kick a field goal and beat us. And not a, that's not just a one-off. When we played Manly and they got a yeah. one point, I, and I was at that game. You sent me a message saying I could see a Daly Cherry Evans field goal here to sink us. <laughs> I would have loved to have been wrong on both occasions, yes. but unfortunately, you could just you could just see it coming. And again, it's probably going to be part of that conversation we're going to have a little bit later yep. about game managers and clutch players. Yep. And you know, both those guys, DCE and Holmes, they are clutch players. Yeah, they, they are. know they know how to ice games. And it was look, this game was an absolute heartbreaker there was so much at stake and with the buy coming up that would have been a perfect chance for us to go six and six and sneak into the eight 
and it's a real opportunity. Now we now we come out of the bye against a red hot Melbourne team, and yeah, it's 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 honestly a vital two points that we left we left up there that we needed to stay in in the hunt for a top eight finish. Yeah, and you're right because we we can't we. We could have had, you know, it could have been a four-point game for us, basically, on the on the ladder. Then we have Melbourne, Newcastle, and then I think we have another bye with the the um, rep round where no mm. one plays, and then we we get into the game against the Dragons. So yeah, it's it was a crucial crucial game in that respect. Um, and I, I did get the opportunity to have a bit of a chat to Todd Payton post game. Uh, I congratulated him on the Got win. He. <laughs> yeah, he uh, and I said, although we are, both of us are, are diehard Warriors supporters through and through, if we had to lose to anyone, then, you know, yeah. he's the guy that, that we'd rather lose to than anyone else. That's it. It was interesting for him to come back and he said he felt the same way a few weeks back when um, the Warriors beat the, the Cowboys at Central Coast Stadium uh, in that close one. Um, but he said exactly what you said. He said he was certainly wound up for those last 10 minutes and he, all he was really focusing on was getting that six and six on the win-loss um, record yeah. uh, going into the buy round. So, um, you know, for them, it was just as crucial as it was for us. It was, yeah. Um, just a couple of things out of the game. Uh, stop sending messages where you're jinxing the Warriors. I send them after the game, bro. I, I, I congratulate him after the game. I don't do anything beforehand. Um Personally, I think RTS is wasted on the wing. That's just my personal opinion. I, I uh, And I know he's giving up that spot uh, as a gesture, similar to what, the, what Minicello did for him at the Roosters, but um, I think he needs to be at one. I think he, he needs to be at fullback. Uh, and at this point in his career, I think if Walsh is going to be in the starting side, then six is where he needs to be. Um, mm. You know, he can he can he get he, he gets caught out a little bit in defence at fullback. Uh, he's not the biggest body at fullback, uh, whereas RTS is, has been a, you know, shown in the past. You know, he can save tr- tries as well mm. as set them up. That's right. Um, put his body on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Walsh isn't at that point yet, and I think Walsh in, in the front line of the fence with you know a second rower such as uh, Murchie or, or Ben Murdoch Masilla next to him is going to help him out defensively. Um, Maybe it's a move that the club could look at. Uh, towards the back end of the season, depending on how the season goes. Yeah, yeah. Because he does need to... You do want him to go into next season because he is going to be our first-choice fullback next year. So you do want him to have a bit of a run there. I, I, I'm i at two minds about it. Like, I'm all for the kid being given a shot. Yeah. Um, but RTS does look a, a little bit at sea, particularly in defence on the wing. Um, and he does seem to be playing that roaming sort of role in attack. Um, but any which way you look at it, what Walsh needs to be in the, in the side. And I guess it does depend on the development of the halves this year as well. For me too, like I was, I was a fan of him coming off the bench. Uh, so he, he misses mm. like misses that first 20 minutes to the, the hard defensive stuff and then they can inject him. It's, it's just that I think the first game, um, they mismanaged him coming off the bench. And then the second mm. game it was thrown in there because Barry got, uh, concussed at magic round and he was kind of thrown in a lot earlier than he should have mm-hmm. Walsh for me and I don't know how old our listeners are but but Walsh for me could be used similar to what how the Tigers used Dean Hallitow in the 2005 se- season okay. where Dean Hallitow effectively um, came on as like 
a second hooker for Robbie Farah, but he was playing at lock and he and he he was around that that ruck area. He played like a second five eight, a second half back, a second hooker type role. Um, and that's where Walsh could probably get his uh, we could probably get the best out of Walsh where we just allow him to to chime in and out of the game. Um, he's not stuck in one spot in attack, whether it be at fullback at half at five eight. Um, you know, he can jump into mm. dummy half, he can go to first receiver, he can go to second receiver, he can play left, he can play right. Uh, that's probably how I would use him. Mm-hmm. In saying that, um, I'm not a high performance coach. I haven't gone through the, you know, the years and years of um, study and, um, you know, training that these guys go through. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not there to see how these teams train uh, on a daily basis, week to week, you know, throughout the year. So I'm not going to second guess our coach, Nathan Brown. Um, however, Nathan chooses to use him. I'm all for it. Um, I'm not going to be one of these armchair critics that, you know, uh, push my opinion onto everyone every week on social media platforms. Although I suppose you could say I do because we run this show. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, what do we mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, you know, well, that's just my thoughts. That's just yeah. my opinion. Um, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Uh, just because I, yeah, I got one doesn't, doesn't mean everyone has to listen to it but um, no no we always value your opinion mate thanks mate um, yeah. but yeah that that's how I would see Reese Walsh being used this year mm. and that way we can keep Roger in you know effectively his best position where he needs to be um, mm. especially if we're going to put to a late push yeah, yeah. exactly exactly mm. I mean it, it all it's a, all a moot point at the moment because we we definitely won't have Reese Walsh for the game against Melbourne, oh, that's, he that's is it. suffering. Yeah. yeah, he's facing two weeks on the sideline, one with an early guilty plea. Uh, same with Adam Pompey. Um, so, in, yeah. in saying that, if there's any week where you'd probably choose to have two guys out, it probably is against Melbourne. Yeah. Rather than the following week against Newcastle in a game that we, we really should win. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, good. there's no good time to not have your players available, but. I suppose if there's any kind of silver lining there. <laughs> Millie, Millie Robinson's joined us. Hey, Millie, how are you? Hey, Millie. Millie said, that was an incredible comeback uh, by you guys. Ultimately, though, you beat yourselves. As a Canberra fan, I feel qualified to comment. <laughs> play, and that field goal attempt was abysmal. How could he miss that? Pressure. Yeah. Pressure, pressure, and, and, and lack of experience. Yeah. He's never, he's never been, he's never kicked. Well, he kicked one in round one, but other than that, he's never kicked a field goal in first grade. No, that's right. I was saying that Cody's never kicked one either. I don't think. Yeah, which really surprised me. In yeah. Cody. What well, uh, I was at the, I was at the eighteen all draw against Brisbane back in twenty nineteen, and he attempted about four. Yep. <laughs> he, he missed all four. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We we really haven't had a clutch. Field goal exponent. Even SJ used to miss them more than he'd get them. He did, um, yeah. And he wouldn't get them at the times when he really needed to, apart from that game against Canberra. Canberra. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Millie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Millie. I was at that game too. It was great. Um, <laughs> two field goals in the last couple of minutes there. Like awesome. Two minutes, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Mark Roberts does make a good point. He says, I just think putting Walsh in that front line would subject him to injuries like Walker. Yeah, I think the, yeah. only, the only difference I say in that, Mark, is... Um, but Walker's playing the full 80 minutes and he's running the show as the halfback. Mm. As, and as a halfback, yeah, he's, different role. you know, he's mm. running to the line. He's, he's or, you know, trying to put guys through the line. Yeah. A little bit of a different role, but I do, I do understand. And I do agree mm. with you at some point. Uh, 
Uh, Christian's saying the armchair critics are the worst. Well, they always are, mate. Yeah, um, that's it. Just a couple of stats out of the game, mate. We only had 47% possession. So, I mean, if you look at that, um, you know, the Cowboys, you know, probably should have won that game. Mm. Uh, completion rate, 83%, you know, 35 or 42 sets, which was good. Um, post-contact meters, 534, blah, blah, blah. The, probably the telling, the, whole, the most telling uh, stat of the whole game is we only had four players that ran for over 100 meters. That was Walsh surprising, at, yeah. Walsh at 227, RTS at 200, um, Aitken at 144, and Montoya 144. We had no forward run for over 100 metres. Our isn't highest that a, Isn't that a bizarre start? BMM at 80. Well, it is, but it's not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, the game minutes by our forwards. Bunty Afoa, 17 minutes. Kane Evans, 25 minutes. Ben Murdoch Masilla, 33 minutes. Jermaine uh, Tanoa Brown, 34 minutes. Ellie Katoa, 41 minutes. Lisa Narmal, 45 minutes. So you've got uh, the majority of our forward pack playing less than half a game of footy. Uh, like Bunty, 17 minutes, and Evans, 25 minutes. Now, yeah. Bunty is our most effective meter eater coming mm. off our own line in, in attack. Um, you know, runs the ball hard. No respect for his own body, um, you know, eyes up straight ahead, and he's only getting 17 minutes. Uh, and then you've got Jazz, 52 minutes, Murchie, 67, and Harris and, and Wade Egan, the only two blokes getting 80-minute games, which, you know, I'm fine with. It's just mm. the, the forward rotation of the other guys um, is an interesting one for me looking at. It's it's odd. It is odd when you when you – hear those minutes out loud and um it, you don't really you don't notice it so much when you're watching the game but no um no. yeah that's that's a curious one um i'm sure there's a as, as we said before i'm sure there's a method to brown and his i noticed that I, di I didn't notice it as much in the cowboys game because you know you're, you're watching the process of the game i noticed yeah. it a lot at central coast because of where i sit behind the you, bench you're there right behind the bench yeah but yeah. um but yeah like you know i go back after the game and, and look at the, the stats and yeah just those game minutes uh and I, I obviously like brownie knows what he's doing like i said i'm not going to second guess coach nathan brown yeah. um but for me um, yeah, it's probably that's probably the one thing that I'd, I'd like to get as a fan. I'd like to get some clarification on from Brownie is how he's using his bench and, and why some of our guys are not getting minutes. The interesting one's going to be we get big Adam Fanua Blake back for the Melbourne game. Mm. I guarantee his minutes will be up and around the 60 something minutes for that game. Yeah. So, um, and one of those guys is going to miss out. It's going to be interesting to see which one does. Um, Jace Fitters. It says he's back in Brisbane this week and coffee. Hey, awesome. So you could have a coffee date this week, mate. Yeah, um, mate. Let's do it, Jace. Yeah, coffee date for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ciala yeah. says great analysis, Hammer, about our forward rotations. Oh, you know, mate. I'm just always, always great analysis. Oh, you, mate. You know, I'm an, I'm an analysis man. You I, are. I you're, you're the staff man. Well, I do like <laughs> pulling apart the game and having a look. And, you know, it's probably the one thing I miss most at the moment in my life now is not coaching. Mm. Or being involved in a side, but um, the coaching side of you coming out, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, mate. It's, all, it's always going to be there. Um, and like we said, uh, Walsh looking at one game suspension with an early guilty plea, and Pompey facing a one game suspension with an early guilty plea as well for a crusher tackle. 
which I believe they'll both take. I, I can't see them fighting it. Um, nah. Nah, you, I can't see Walsh. It. I can't see Walsh fighting his. That was a pretty blatant elbow that he threw. Uh, to, um, you know, whoever it was. Um, yeah. So uh, I noticed uh, when backs make more hit ups in a set than forwards. Yeah, Malcolm Earnshaw. That's from. Yeah, I mean, coming off our own line, it, it's it just seems to be the the play. Um, you know, our our wingers um, and our outside backs get involved, and we're probably one of those lucky clubs where, you know, Aiken's a big-bodied centre, Pompey's a, a big-bodied centre, Rocco Berry's a big boy. Yeah, we've um, got flies in our outside backs. Even old yeah, hectic Montoya's yeah. a bit of a giraffe coming out of. Uh, yeah, he is. Line. I mean, he works. No, hard. no. Like all jokes aside, he yeah. he he does. He does put in 100% and he, he does make some good meters. Absolutely and, does. Um, he's, he's been um, impressing me, yeah. You know, and of course we've got... Uh, <laughs> I love a buy round, here I come wifey. That's from Jace. <laughs> um, <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, I did, did I did see your uh, great stuff that you and Debs and some of the boys did, Jace. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the the yeah. mental health stuff. Yeah, fantastic, um, mate. I was a bit concerned that both you and Debs were the only two not smiling. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Debs, was... Debs didn't look too happy, did she? No, I sent Debs a message and she said uh, she felt small. Um, to which I replied, I sent her a message. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> me with, um, with Pompey Merch and, uh, and Kenny Mamalo. And I said, yeah, I know. What the the biggest like. blokes in the team. Can oh, relate. God. Can relate. <laughs> um. I was very heartened by the news that Gus will keep on being a consultant with us. Yeah, we, we'll speak about that a little mm. bit later on, uh, Nick. It's uh, that was great. That was abs- absolutely great. That is, um, <laughs> Jace Fids. I'm a gangster. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. You tell yourself that, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the round review, mate. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's Thursday yep. night last week. We had the Storm forty versus the Broncos twelve. Um, Melbourne lost. Christian Welch to injury just before kickoff, which promoted big Nelson Asafa Solomon into the run-on side. Big being um, the key word. <laughs> um, Melbourne with some opportunities early, but Brisbane with some some pretty good early defence. Um, they were right. They held their own. Yeah. yeah, Melbourne had some poor discipline early, giving away, um, I think it was four, six again, restarts in that opening 15 minutes. But Brisbane weren't able to turn um, good ball sets into points. The hectic cheese um, with his first try for the game uh, in that game from a, a custom bustling run yeah. out of his twenty meter, yeah. yeah. Uh, then he suffered a HI the very next set, which saw the heartbreak kid um, Aaron Booth come into the game pretty early. <laughs> Broncos debutant TC Rabadi also into the game early, and with Jace here, I'm just wondering: is TC Rabadi any relation to the Warriors player Pride Pedersen Rabadi? Because um, it's kind of not a really uh, familiar surname, and I thought, and they came through the same system up, up at North North Devils as well. So I, mm. I thought they might be related. Um, Melbourne went in at halftime 16 0 leaders. Broncos with a diabolical start, um, and HBK's DX partner Nico Hines opened up with uh, opened up the game with his his running game. Uh, Melbourne with two early tra- second half tries, including uh, Cooper Johns, who who got his first uh, NRL try, which. Only came from a pass that went about 35 metres oh, forward. Wasn't it, wasn't it a, a John Elway special? <laughs> and and um, that that was a terrible start to the second half of the Broncos. They yeah, popped up and they gifted um, Warrior 2, 4, 8, George Jennings a, they did. a, a try there. They so, did. Yeah, yep. Woeful start um, to the second half. 
Jace Fitter says, no, they're not related. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Um, Kobe Hetherington, uh, son of great Queensland and Bulldogs legend great, Jason. Great name, Kobe Hetherington. Scored his first NRL try, uh, taking some friendly fire from... Uh, <laughs> that was great. Urban's knee. <laughs> Congrats on scoring your first try. Wow. Here's yeah, <laughs> a knee to your eyebrow. Um, <laughs> but the game was all in the way of the Purple Perfectionists. Uh, they scored 40 points for the seventh time this season. Uh, they'll... F- they'll Far from their best, but um, which is really an ominous sign for us in two weeks' time, isn't it? That you know they can they can yeah. pile on the points when they're not playing good footy. Yeah, I did sort of wince when I saw that result. Like, oh. hey, Carl, time to get happy. Get keen. Get keen, get, Carl. Get keen. We're going to talk about the Tigers thirty-four over the Dragons eighteen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. What a great first half from the Tigers, eh? Luciano Leilua uh, caused havoc on that right edge for the Dragons' defence. Yeah, Jimmy did. the Jet sporting a new, I mean, business hairstyle. Yep. <laughs> Open the scoring for the Tigers. Off a nice uh, Adam Dewey pass. Adam Dewey's in great form at the moment. Yeah, he is, touch. yeah he is. Yeah. Tries to... Yeah. <laughs> tries to and Dane Laurie and the Tigers are 18-0 at halftime. And I'm sure you were confident, Carl. I'm sure you thought there's, there's no way we'll lose from here. dragons with some early points in the second half uh the tigers with more points though second try to jimmy the jet that was a ridiculously easy try we just literally just unmarked there out on the wing dragons team in disarray and the tigers with their best win of the season yeah that was a great win by the tigers um very good yeah it was good to see jimmy the jet back uh i knew he'd be up for a big one because it was indigenous round Mm. yes and I'm, i'm I'm not being racist when I say this, but the Indigenous boys all really get up for that Indigenous round game. Yeah, Dane Laurie um, had a Regardless of who they're playing for. Yeah. Yeah, what clubs. Um, they, yeah, they're very proud of that that round. And, and the NRL do the Indigenous round so well. Too. They do a great job. Um, yeah. Uh, and some of the jersey designs were fantastic. So, some were awesome. Some were... Some were a little bit... Not mm, great, but, no. uh, but on, the, on the whole, I... I I did enjoy the uh, the different designs and the Tigers one was quite good and yeah. the South South Sydney one I, I thought was subtle but uh, yeah. really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the second Friday night game Panthers versus Bulldogs. Uh, Panthers mm. thirty versus Bulldogs four. Uh, dubbed as the biggest mismatch of the season, where based <laughs> on previous weeks, you know the Panthers were expected to put on a cricket score. <coughs> Um, the Bulldogs went into this game not having scored a point against the Panthers in 177 minutes of football. Oh, yeah. Um, our man, Warrior 246, Jack Hetherington, returning yeah. from a five-week suspension. All eyes were on how he'd handle the char- changes to the game with the high-tackle crackdown because it was a different game when Jack was suspended. Um, Last time Jackie boy pulled on a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, crackdown hadn't happened. Um we didn't have to wait too long for the answer with Jack being placed from report twice for two high shots in the opening three minutes. Welcome back true, to the Jack. True to form. True to form. We, we do love you, Jack, though. We, we do. do. Yeah. Uh, Panthers get their first, first points with a try to Charlie Staines in the fourth minute. And I think everyone then expected that that was going to be floodgate Floodgates, time. yeah. The Bulldogs did exceptionally well to hold the Panthers out for the next 35 minutes. Um, they were unlucky not to turn some of their, their own possession into points. Um, what what about the DWZ pass seconds out from half time? Yeah, is that a coach killer or what? Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak feet for hands. Yeah, yeah. Welcome um, to the Tigers, Carl. Yeah. 
Penrith pile on the points in the second half after what was probably a very stern talk from Coach Ivan Cleary. Um, the Bulldogs did avoid another shutout against the Panthers with uh, Aaron Shop, I think his name's pronounced, yeah. Uh, yeah. scoring in the final minute. So yeah, they yeah, went. Nice little try there. Yeah. yeah what? What? hundred? Uh, they went two hundred and you know fifty odd <laughs> minutes without scoring a point, but they got one. They got uh, one right at the end. They just got. Yeah. They just snuck one in there. Yep. <laughs> well, the Rabbits thirty-eight over the Eels twenty. Uh, was the second Saturday game. And uh, if there's one team that, that does do uh, do Indigenous round particularly well, it's the Rabbitohs um, with a, a strong history of Indigenous players, Indigenous culture there at the, the club. And as I said before, I really quite liked their, their jersey with the uh, Aboriginal colours on one sleeve and Torres Strait Islanders um, flag colours yeah. on the other. I thought that was really well done and integrated yep. into the pattern. Uh, both teams were coming into this game after significant losses the previous week, so it was interesting to see who would who would aim up here. As I said, South's proud Indigenous um, heritage definitely had their their Indigenous boys up for the game, like you said before. Um, yeah. The Rabbits broke the Eels' defence early with a try to Cook in the third minute, Cook uh, rediscovering some form right before Origin, uh, origin selection. Yeah, uh, Rabbitohs very dominant throughout the first half, going twenty six halftime lead. Um, including Alex Johnson double, Dane Gagai the second, um, just after the break for South. Um, why did we let him go? Isaiah Papali'i <laughs> continued on his try scoring feats of the season. He scored again. That's his sixth try of the season. I think he only got one for us last year, but I don't even think he got six for us in his whole, Mate, his whole time at the Warriors. <laughs> he's doubled, he scored 13 in his career. So going into this season, he'd scored seven. Uh, in his since 2017, was it he made his debut? Yeah, 2017, yeah, round one. Yeah. So, so I've got yeah. a question for you. Why did we let him go? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Johnson and Gagai both picked up a third try each to put the game out of reach. A couple of Indigenous boys there so cashing yep. in. Um, Parramatta salvaged some respectability in the scoreline with two late tries to, to get 20 points on the board. The ease of the points against Parramatta for these past two weeks has got to be a bit of a headache for Brad Arthur there. Absolutely. Absolutely mm. it is. Um, yeah. I, I, like, I don't like pointing the finger at any one in, in individual player, but Wonga Blake, yeah, as good as he is with ball in hand, yeah, his, his defensive reads are very, very poor at the moment. And I don't know if that's because he's been out of the game with injury mm. for a, a little while, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting to see how they bounce back. Uh, they've got who are they playing this week? Well, Ferguson's um, been dropped, and that, that, that was the controversy. Mate, that was a, yeah. Ferguson dropped. We'll, we'll, we'll probably get into this a little bit we later as well. That, but yeah. yeah, but that's a, that was a bizarre move. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the next game, Ray, uh, Roosters forty-four versus Millie Robinson's Raiders sixteen. <laughs> Uh, Sam Walker ruled out of this game, with, which gave teenage sensation Joseph Suwali his second who's start. That, who's that guy? Never heard of him. <laughs> In a reshuffled back line. <laughs> I don't know. Um, get Strap yourself in, Millie. We're going to talk positive about the Raiders here. Uh, the Raiders jumped out to an early 10-point lead, uh, which has been the, the norm for the past few weeks. All right, that's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, the inevitable happened, which has also been the norm for the past few weeks with the Raiders giving up another double-point lead yeah. and just leaking points significantly. The Roosters polled on 28 points, which included Suwali's first NRL try, so congratulations to him. Yeah, well done, mate. Uh, Raiders did manage a rarity for them this season. They did score a try in the second half. 
Um, so that they did get some second half points. Uh, not many of them. Um, the Roosters with more tries, including Dubbers to Tilly Tupanua. And Joey Manu, who was absolutely brilliant in this That's game. Spiders all over him, didn't he, Joey? Mate, showing his versatility. Um, you know, he's played fullback. He's played centers. This week, he played in the halves. And he was just toying with the Raiders' defense. Um, and that's one player who the Warriors have been linked to yeah. now for a couple of weeks. Um, who I do hope, like, I hope it's true because he's, he's one guy that I think would add so much to our club. He's so skilled. Yeah, you see what he can do. Like the way he runs, he runs the line, draws the defense with the ball in one hand. You know he's there, ready for like a little sneaky little offload. Yeah, Um, the Raiders, the Raiders are fast running out of ideas um, as their season is Uh, slipping away ever so quickly. Um, Yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on down there in the nation's capital. It's fall Uh, from grace, isn't it? They were they were strongly tipped to be top four at least. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how they come back after the buy round. Uh, what Ricky does with them, you know, this week, you know, maybe gets them away from footy for a week mm. and um, yeah. try you got to try something. Yeah, yeah, it's, they do. It's, it's yeah, something. Yeah. Something smells a bit down there, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, I'm going to talk about the Sunday two o'clock game. Before I do, talk about the Sharks thirty-eight over the Titans ten. I do believe the comment last week when I picked the Sharks to win this one was <laughs> I was on drugs. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm any way, shape, or form a Sharks fan, but I did I did actually see this one coming, and there we were meant a lot peptides. of We thought, yeah, 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 performance in here, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, fair point. Uh, but but I did I did see this one coming because the Sharks had a lot of um, inclusions into their team. Um, a couple of guys in there made a big difference. Jesse Ramian, um, Sean Johnson with a few more games under his belt. Speaking of SJ, turning from injury, it was his 200th game. And it was a real nice touch to see his, his mum and dad made the trip over for this milestone game. Obviously very emotional for him yep. to reach this milestone after all the setbacks that he has had with injuries has been well documented. So... Despite what a lot of people may say, we do wish him well. And, yeah, we do. Um, Sharks followed on from recent weeks with teams taking games to regional New South Wales. So this one was taken to Coffs Harbour, yep. a nice part of the world. Um, Titans Titans got off to a dream start, though, a try to Brian Kelly off a Tanner Boyd kick. And it and that was a very easy try. And it looked like it's going to be a bit of a walkover. But the Sharks yeah, responded. Yeah. Um and played their best footy of the season so far. They led 28 points to six at halftime. Yep. There's a few sin bins in the, in the first half, but the Sharks were the team that really um, capitalised and some um, nice try assists there from Sean Johnson. Jesse Ramian, who was another big um, inclusion into the team, had a strong game as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they scored two tries in the second half to put the result beyond doubt. I have to say, though, uh, they're... Their winger, his name. Who the Sharks winger? The Sharks winger who carries on. Oh, um, Mulatalo. Uh, Mulatalo. Can't he carry on after scoring a try? Honestly. Yeah. Um, youthful exuberance, whatever it is. I don't know, but yeah, I can probably do without seeing that every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Titans continue their struggles away from home and their struggles in general, I would say. Um, as I said before, five players sin binned, including the farcical sin binning of Jamal Fogarty. Did you see this one? Yeah. He's, he's literally running back on side. The ball clips his arm. 
But he said he threw a forward. Through. I, I didn't think he could do it forward. I didn't yeah. think he could do this anymore. I thought they'd outlawed it. Yep. Like, literally throws a forward pass into him. He's running back on the side and he's standing there like, going, what do you want me to do? What can I do? Oh, I was with him there. I'm like, yeah. okay, you've been simping, you do have to go, but like I know. It was it was ridiculous. It was a, it was the worst simbinning uh I've seen <laughs> this year. Um it, it pipped the um the uh Lachlan Burr binning when he hit uh, uh James Tedesco yeah. high when Tedesco was on his yeah. knees up in that magic round, but um yeah, it's just yeah. uh yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um crazy stuff. Yeah, congratulations on Sean on SJ um playing his two hundredth game. And as you said, it was great to see his uh parents come over for mm. the for the game. Uh interestingly enough, you know, there's a lot of talk in the past twenty-four hours about um Nico Hines and you know, it even came out yeah. there was a story breaking yesterday that the, yeah. the Warriors had offered him a, a massive contract and then Two hours later, it's announced that he's signed with the Sharks, which is a great pickup for the Sharks. Uh, it just kind of, it, maybe it reiterates. Very good, very good pickup. Yeah, it, it maybe it just reiterates now that SJ is on the outer there at yeah. the at the Sharks, um, yeah. because they've bought Nico Hines to play in the in the halves. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with um, with Sean Johnson in the as well. So you would imagine that he would be the fullback. Yeah, mm. yeah, who? Kennedy, yeah, Ken- yeah, that's what I mean. Bubba Kennedy's playing great footy. He'll start, Kennedy. yeah, he'll start fullback. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to struggle even more without their start of origin players. I, I don't think they can struggle any more than they did with them. Uh, what really? What did Tino yeah. and and no, David Peter do last week? They were they they were missing. So, Man, uh, exactly. last game of the round was the Knights eighteen over Manly ten. Uh, Kalen Ponga a late exclusion with that ongoing groin complaint that has now kept. Uh, forced him out of origin. Uh, Josh Schuster ruled out for Manly, handing Ben Travojevic his NRL debut off the bench. And what a memorable debut that will be for Ben when he talks about it in years to come. Um, Manly with an early lead through uh, tries to Hank Scorpio of a mad dog Lawton pass. And then uh, Jason Saab with an 80-metre sprint from a Knights drop ball. Uh, and then Sean Kepi Simbinning then changed the momentum of the game. The Knights capitalised. They scored two tries and led 12-10 at halftime, um, pretty much against a run of play. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, lucky not to be sin-bin for a high shot in the second half. And then minutes later, Martin Tepau sin bin for the, almost mm. an identical hit. And that was a weird one because they went all the way through the through the set and then came back four tackles. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It'd either no. call it a penalty then and there or well, let's just rewind five play minutes. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do they rewind the clock? Do they, you know, it's just... Yeah. Uh, it was a scoreless second half for 38 minutes before big Daniel Saifidi scores with two minutes to go to secure a much-needed win for the Knights. Mm. Uh, it was Manly's first loss in seven weeks, and not to speak ill of Tommy Turbo, but he was far from his dominant self, and it almost seemed yeah. as if he was just clocking this one in, just going through the motions to get through to the origin week. Um, and I did make mention of um, Ben Trebojevic's uh, NRL debut, Um Good old Desi uh, sees fit to get him on for the last two minutes on the clock. He makes two tackles, then gets hit in the head, uh, sent yeah. for HIA. Uh, memorable debut for Ben Trebojevic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Seven uh, six, mate. Seven six, mate. Six That's... points that we uh, really want to talk about tonight. Uh, 
I'll let you lead off, mate. I'll, I'll kick things off with the, the Jack DeBellin scenario. So Jack yeah. DeBellin has had his charges officially dropped last Friday and he's been cleared to play. So we played one game in New South Wales Cup last week. Yep. Um, said he did look like he was blowing a bit there, which is understandable yeah, because uh, yeah, obviously it's been a long time since he, since he uh, has played. Um, yeah. Not to get into the details of the case, but the fact his accuser is seen on CCTV footage with the Bellin smiling and laughing hours after the alleged incident occurred, uh, probably jeopardized her case. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, I think everyone was kind of thinking after the Jared Hayne scenario that the uh, Bellin was dead in the water, but yeah, I thought been, that has been cleared. Yep. Um, as we said, yeah, played his played his first uh, game of footy with the reserve grade team, uh, reserve grade team in over two years out of the game. So, yeah, I mean, and has so, been named in to play first grade this week. Yeah, he's been rushed back into the team, and I think, um, yeah, they've they've got a lot of injury uh, worries there, so concerns in over there at St George. So Hooker's uh, wasted no time in getting him back in the team, and on his day, he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, and it remains to be seen how much of an how much of a toll this whole uh, scenario, this whole saga, is going to going to take on him. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what I believe, he he has been training with the side ever since he's mm. had that no stand down policy enforced. And I know training and game day are completely two yeah. different things. Um, but you know, I mean, he's he's faced his accuser. He's gone through the court system. Um, he's been found not guilty. So um, you know. That should be the end of it now, and and hopefully he can get back to Play playing some good footy. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting one that. Um, mm. Mate, I want to talk about Peter Volandis, uh being on the outer, uh, especially with you know the Rugby League Players Association and and everything he's trying to bring in in regards to the crackdown on the high yeah. tech tackles. I just think it's amazing that almost twelve months ago to the day. Peter Volandis was held as the saver of rugby league. Rugby league, with his um his you know navigation and guidance through the whole COVID pandemic, uh, the practices and and principles he put in place to get the game back up and running after that ten week hiatus we had last year, and then you know twelve months later, um, senior players and officials within the rugby league players association are calling for him to be sacked over these changes that he's brought in uh, about the recent crackdown on head high tackles, HIAs, and the penalties imposed now. Probably not a great um, uh, idea or not a great place to bring in changes to rules midway through a season. But um, listening to, you know, what Ray Hadley and others have said uh, about it, he he does his homework, he does his research. Peter Volandis is not a stupid man. He's a very, very successful operator. Um, And he's... He's trying to make sure that our game survives into the future uh, and making these changes now, um, you know, and, and all the stuff that happens over in America with the CTE and the, the court cases and that does, doesn't want us to go through it. Um, it you know, it, it probably sad to hear yesterday too, that, um, you know, one of the, the legends of our game, Steve Mortimer is facing mm. some, um, some dementia and, dementia and stuff like that. And whether that's as a result of, of rugby league, I don't know. Um, but it's it's quite uh, tell uh, you know telling at the time that you know when all this is being argued about and we have one of those legends of our game suffering some um, some uh, you know head trauma 
um, you know, later in life. So, um, yeah, I, I just find it very weird. Um, Volandis, think- yeah, Volandis is a man of action. Yeah. And he puts stuff, you can say what you like about him, but when he has something, he, he puts his plan into action. Yep, and I think a part of the gripe of the the rugby league players association is, oh, he didn't give us enough warning. He didn't consult us. Yeah, and I mean seriously, like he's he saw there fit to be changes and he implemented them. He put them in into action. And like I said, without Peter Valandis, rugby league probably doesn't yeah. get back playing last year. We probably lose that whole season. Um, you know, he came up with a date. 28th of May, they're going to be May. back we'll on the field. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's what they work towards. You know, that's Project came... Apollo, they called it. Um, yep. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I just find that the the narrative uh, fits what people want at that time. So last year he was the saviour and, you know, this year you know, he's making too many changes and, you know, the game's going soft and, uh, yeah, well... I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Alandis. I think he's the right man for the job, and I think what he's doing is great. Yeah, um, I agree. It's, it's just big fan the, of thing, his, yeah. the biggest thing is not the crackdown on the penalties. It's probably just the interpretation from the referees mm. um, that really needs to be tweaked and um, for this to become you know a lot better for us as fans and the spectacle of the game. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to talk about game management and clutch players. So this kind of came to the fore after our game on Friday night. Yep. So when you talk about game management and players that are good at game management, I guess it's basically knowing how to secure a result in a tight game or knowing how to guide your team through a pressure situation, guiding your team safely through to get the result, to know what to do at the right time. Um, I mean, to be a game management game, manager it comes with experience and you learn from experienced players or you get the experience by doing it yes um you learn you learn from your mistakes and you learn what to do and what not to do in the situation um i mean you think about some of the best game managers that we've had in recent times and you think of like the guys from the storm like cronk, cronk. and smith you yeah. got the guys like thurston uh guys like Daily Cherry Evans, yep. and um, and to a lesser extent, but one that we can maybe relate to, like Blake Green. He was brought he was brought to the Warriors for his experience and his game management. And just on that, for years, with with Sean Johnson coming into the team in 2011, he was obviously uh, he came in with James Maloney. So he played two years with James Maloney, who took on that game management role, where Sean Johnson was the more razzle dazzle, off the cuff type of brilliance. Yep. Um, and they were that for years, even after Malone left, they're like, we need to get this foil for Sean Johnson. We need to get the game manager in there so we can let Sean Johnson just go and do his thing. And I, I, I look at the, the two, the two guys like Sean Johnson and Daly Cherians both came into first grade in 2011. And you look at how their careers have panned out and Daly Cherry Evans came into a very strong, structured, experienced, manly team. And he learned very on early, learned the art of game management early on. And he became that kind of player. Whereas Sean Johnson, I think it took him a lot longer to try and to try and hone that craft. And arguably it probably wasn't until Blake Green uh, joined him at the club in 2018 um, uh, that, he, that he started to sort of uh, work that out. Yeah. And, um, and in regards to clutch players, I mean, um, 
oh sorry just just back to that like CHT and is is still very young you you, yep. t- you touched on that earlier he's like 30 games into his first grade career and Cody Nikarima is probably more on the Sean Johnson side of an off the cuff ball running type half so I mean it's <laughs> it's when you get to a situation in a game under a high pressure situation, if you've never been there before and if you've never done it, then yes, it is going to be, it is tough. Yeah. And when it doesn't come off, yes, it looks bad, but these are the kind of mistakes that they can learn from. Yeah. And they can say, okay, last time this happened. Okay. I I took, I went for the field goal on the fifth tackle. Maybe I'll look at taking it a bit earlier on. Maybe we're up by six. There's, there's, Still seven minutes to go, but it would be good to get out to a seven-point buffer, something like that. You have that kind of mentality. Um, and, and just touching on clutch players as well. Clutch players across all sports, they come up with a big play in a pressure cooker environment. Um, and look, Valentine Holmes is a clutch player. We've seen him. How many times have we seen him ice those field goals? He's done, yeah. it, he's done it a number of times over the last few seasons. And I said before, you could just feel it coming because you yep. know that he has... He is a clutch player. Daly Cherry Evans is a clutch player. That's why I said both those times you could feel it coming, even with 10 minutes out. Because when the game gets gets locked up and tight, these are the guys that know how to produce the big play. Unfortunately, none of our players really have a history of sealing games with a big play. And I think that Reese Walsh can be that guy. But again, he's young and he just needs to learn his trade. Exactly right. I agree with yeah. everything that you say there. And and sometimes, too, the game manager doesn't have to be the half or the 5'8". Um, you That's saw right, at Melbourne, yeah. you know, Cam That's Smith it. was the, yeah. the game manager for Melbourne, you know. Um, Malcolm Earnshaw says, so you mean we should never have let Ivan go so we would have Nathan now? Well, the thing is, if, if Ivan Cleary stays and Nathan Cleary comes through the, the Warriors development path, does Nathan Cleary become the player That's that it. he is now? Because he's come through that Penrith development and you know you may say oh yeah but you know he's a freak and he's a one of a kind but you look at all those players now that came through that same development system that Fugel put in place at the Panthers seven years ago yep. and you've got guys like Crichton, Burton, Brian To'o, uh, Tyrone May, uh, Jerome Luai. It's no coincidence that these guys are playing the, st- the style and type of footy they're playing um, because of the, the nurturing that they had. Mm. We haven't had that nursery. We haven't for so long. Uh, the last time we did have a nursery coming through was when Ivan Cleary was coach. But um, yeah, we haven't had a nursery as such for so long. And now, you know, we we posted a, a video uh, interview of Phil Gould, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, talking about the Warriors and so forth. And he he identified the fact that the Warriors have struggled to keep the younger talent in New Zealand because they've mm. been raped and pillaged by the other. That's NRL right. clubs taking the youngsters at a younger age and, and bring them up through their system. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think, you know, maybe, I mean, it's a hypothetical. Maybe Nathan wouldn't have been the player that he is now had Ivan stayed in New Zealand and remained our coach for the past 10 years. Yeah. And I guess we'll never know, but no, yeah, you, you can't, you can't speak highly enough of systems that are set up. Exactly, and, and, the, and the nurseries, and and as you said, we it kind of fell away after his departure in 2011 because it was yep. looking promising, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Mate, didn't come into fruition. I'm going to jump on the back of what you've just said, and yeah. I'm going to 
turn it off up a little bit. Um, yeah. My thing is the armchair experts, the armchair critics. Now, um, this week in particular, you know, we've had some players, particularly Chanel, come under some really heavy scrutiny, some bagging, some derogatory comments on social media posts. Now, I apologise in advance <clears throat> for my little rant that I'm going to go on now, um, but just bear with me. Uh, and I guess through our association, yours and my association with the team, um, I guess we can be a little bit too invested into what people say on social media because, you know, we have a connection with these guys. We have, um, you know, a, a relationship with them. Yeah, No, we're not mates as such, but, you know, we know them, they know us, we're we're doing what we can to, you know, positively promote the club and the players and they're giving us their time. So, um, but I, I'm just a little bit tired of the posts and comments I see on social media from armchair experts on everything that is wrong with our club and our players. Um, we had CHT on last week and there was a couple of comments on the live feed yep. whilst we were talking to them, which we chose not to read out at the time. And I think I've gone back and removed them all. But And, and that prompted that, bullying post that we put up uh, at the end of last week about, mm. you know, the, the players to come, come on our show, have a bit of um, courtesy for them and Respect. so forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, this week, the amount of posts regarding CHT and his missed field goal <clears throat> have been ridiculous. Now I realize as fans, we're all entitled to our opinions. However, just because we have an opinion doesn't mean that our opinion is right. So you're calling a 20 year old, uh, 21-year-old 30-game player useless uh, is pretty harsh, considering, you know, what this kid's gone through to become, you know, one of the less than 1% of, uh, you know, rugby league players that come through pathways and developments to actually make it as a first-grade footballer um, and not just play one game, but he's in 30 games and, you know, on a, on a rise now. I've made a comparison to both Cooper Cronk and Thurston at their 30-game mark of their careers. Now, Cronk played 29 games from the bench, uh, 23 games from the bench in his first 30 games uh, and was coming through that Melbourne system and did an apprenticeship under guys like Scott Hill and Matt Orford. Now, yep. you know, people may, may laugh at Matt Orford's name, but Matt Orford was a Dalian medal winner he in was. 2008, I think it was. Yes, well, yeah, it was. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so, you know, Matt Orford could play footy. Um, yeah, he could. Similarly, you had Jonathan Thurston coming through that successful Bulldog system of, you know, 2004, uh, two to 2004, you know, people, you know, forget that in 2002, the Bulldogs went on a winning spree of 15 straight games. When they had their points, I know that there was a salary cap cheat thing, but when they had their points taken, they were seven points clear at the top of the table ahead of us. We ended up minor premiers because the Bulldogs lost all their points. Yeah. Um, you know, Thurston played 19 games off the bench in his first 30. And he was learning his trade under Brent Sherwin, Corey Hughes and Brayton Astor. CHT, um, he's having to be the man from the outset. You know, he uh, he's learning as he's going. He's dealing with coaches who showed little faith in him uh, where, you know, you go back to the 2019 season where, you know, he, he doesn't get the start. AK gets the start. Um, you know, Kieran doesn't get any time in the halfback role. I think he lasts three games. CHT mm. comes in. He lasts three games and then he's out of the squad again. Mm. And he doesn't play for seven weeks. Um, and then he comes back into the first grade squad and plays eight games at the end of the season, which coincidentally is the longest run, uh, string of games he's put together in his career, in that 30-game career. Um, so he needs to be afforded the time to develop. 
did he get did it get, did he get it wrong last weekend? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I've said that at 28, 22 up, we had two sets where we probably should have gone for a field goal, and you know, maybe a smart game manager like a Cherry Evans, um, you know, would have gone for field goal. You could arguably say, oh, you know, um, the Cowboys being in our situation, they probably would have gone a little bit earlier as well. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe he did get it wrong. Um, but when he did take his shot, there was under two minutes left in the game. The scores were locked at 28 all. It was the last tackle of what was going to be our final set of the game. And he probably knew that too, unless, mm. like, you know, unless he, he kicked it, um, we weren't going to see the ball again. It was a pressure kick, and the pressure got to him. Um, is that a bad thing? The experience and and pressure of of that situation will be the best education he can get as a player. Playing through those moments, you know, they're not going to get it right every time. They're going to get it wrong, uh, you know, probably more times than not. Um, my advice to the armchair critics is just because you have an opinion, we don't have to hear it now. Um, the guy that I, I got into a bit of a back and forth banter on a social media post with two guys that were just brutal in their thing. And, and the thing that I likened it was, how about, you know, like I know for myself, um, you know, I still make mistakes at my job. Um, you know, do, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, that's right. We all do. Um, you know, there's, there's days where I don't handle pressure and stress that very that well. You know, we all go through those. We're talking about a 21-year-old kid who's played 30 games. He's got the eyes of, you know, the country mm. on him, plus the fans over here and, you know, um, TV, you know, uh, viewership on Fox Sports and what have you. And he makes a mistake. He misses a field goal. Whoop-de-doo. It's not the end of the world. That's you right. Know. It wasn't um, the grand final or anything either. No. Malcolm Earnshaw says that's not cool bag in CHT on a live interview. The, 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 the saving grace that we have with that, Malcolm, is that, um, because we do the lives through Zoom and send them to our Facebook, unless um, that uh, person is watching at a later time, they, they can't see the comments, which is why we read the comments out because we've got Facebook running on a separate screen. Um, so that's probably the saving grace there is he couldn't see any of the bullshit that people post and we just chose to ignore it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's... I confronted that guy and he didn't care what he said about CH on the podcast. He had no remorse. I did see that, Ciala. I mm. saw you uh, confront that guy. And um, yeah, it's it's disappointing, you know. Like, as I said, these guys have, have done the hard yards. They're, they're playing first grade football. They're, they've got the dream job, the job that we all wish we had. And maybe that's part of the problem is that some of these people are just a little bit jealous that, you know, they didn't get their opportunity because they didn't work hard or they just didn't have the talent and what have you. And it's it's quite easy to to put someone down. Um, but as I said, you know, Rob and I um, know these guys, we have a relationship with these guys um, and I'll back them every day of the week, you know, hundred percent of the time. So uh, giving himself an extra five to eight meters back would re help relieve the pressure and give him more time. Absolutely. And like I said, these are things he's going to learn, you know, That's he's right. going to learn yeah. these things, um, you know, ha and, and have a little bit more confidence in his kick. You know, I, I think, I think uh, where he took the ball, it was probably 25 or maybe just under 30 metres out. You know, maybe he didn't back himself as a as a, as a a big kicker of the ball in, in that situation. I don't know. But I can guarantee you one thing. I can guarantee that um, this week at training, uh, 
it's something that, that they would all have discussed and that they will all be working on. Um, Christian says CHD is only... Yeah, it's, it's not going to go unnoticed by, you know, no. the coaching staff, yeah. No. Um, CHD is only young. He doesn't deserve the hate he gets. It's up to the whole team. Let's not put all the blame on him. <clears throat> I see Jazz copped a heap of comments that were too too far too on social media. But Jazz is always going to come under um, controversy as well. And there's a lot of people saying, I'll oh, sack him, get rid of him. You lose Jazz out of that side and all of a sudden you've lost all your mongrel. You know, he's... he he. When we interviewed him last year and he spoke about particularly that Roosters game um, where himself and Jack Hetherington, you know, made a pact that they were going to be the guys, they were going to be the enforcers for our team. And, you know, in that game, everyone loved Jazz, but in a game where he gets penalised, everyone calls for him to be sacked. Yeah. Um, I, I would much rather Jazz continue. He does, he does have some of those, yeah. He yeah. does. He, and he, does, he has a bit of a bullseye on him, but um, I wouldn't want to see him change his style of play too much. I think we need that that mongrel in our side. Um, it was quite interesting to see that uh, <clears throat> there was one point in the game on the weekend where he got a bit uppity and and Wade Egan ended up pulling him back and calming him down. But the next time someone hit um, Reese Walsh, it was Wade Egan that was doing the pushing and shoving uh, to the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, so <clears throat> thank you for just indulging me with my little rant there. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just over the social media hate. Uh, and you know what? doesn't matter what I say it's going to continue uh but um it's it's for that reason that I choose not to comment on a lot on a lot of things on social media posts on other uh Warriors related platforms but um this time I just I had to and I do thank the other people that jumped on there and kind of backed me in what I was saying as well it's um yeah it was great to see um the last two points we want to talk about yes, is is origin uh the uh, the origin uh, Queensland and the New South Wales origin selections. And in particular, how close we came with our origin teams that we selected two weeks ago. So I'll let you start, mate. How close did you come? Yeah, that's, that, mate, I, I was about 90% there uh, with, with my Queensland team. There has been some injuries. So Caelan Ponga has been ruled out. Um, so Valentine Holmes will move off the wing to full back. They didn't actually name the actual seven, 17. It was like a, a squad predicted 17, yeah. a squad. Yeah. Um, so from what they had formed out of that squad, they had Holmes on the wing, which I also had. So with Ponga dropping out, that moves Holmes back to fullback. And I believe Kyle Felt um, will come onto a wing there. That's what I'm hearing. And yeah. AJ Brimson will come onto the bench as, as that 14. Yep. Um, which is good. I think he, he offers a lot. Uh, can cover um, a few different positions there in the back line. Um, Harry Grant was cleared to play at hooker, so Reed Marnie released um, back to play for Parramatta again. But I had um, I had Harry Grant there in my full strength team. The only other difference was Cohen Hess uh, coming on. I had Josh Kerr there on, on yep. the bench, but uh, that, Cohen yeah. Hess got brought in. Mm. My um... other than that, it was as I had. Well, it's easy to have 90% uh, correct success when you've only got 24 players to choose from, I guess. Most um, <laughs> team in the world. Um, my New South Wales origin True. team, um, one to seven, I was spot on. Uh, Tedesco, Adokar, Tommy Turbo, Latrell, Brian Toto, Jerome Law and Nathan Cleary. So I was spot on with my backs. Um, my forwards, I had Junior Paulo, Damian Cook, Payne Haas, um, 
I think they've picked what they picked Daniel Saifidi, Damian Cook, Jake Travojevic. Uh, my back row, I had Tyson Frizzell, Angus Crichton, Victor yeah. Radley. Uh, Crichton and Radley out through suspension. Tyson Frizzell picked up an injury on the weekend. So the New South Wales back row is Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo, and Tariq Sims. Tariq Sims. That's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was a little bit off in my forward selections. In saying that, though, Haas and Junior Polo are on the bench for New South Wales. I did have Travojevic and Saifidi on my bench. So, you know, I, I think... I got, I wouldn't say 90%, 100% in the back line, and my forwards were a little bit mixed because mm. of um, injuries and suspensions. But, mate, I think it's going to be a good game mm. next Wednesday. Um, yeah. The game, the, the yeah, game be being moved to Townsville, Townsville uh, which I think is a great call. Um, mm. I am a New South Welshman. I am a New South Wales supporter. But uh, if the game's going to be moved from Melbourne because of the COVID situation, then there's really only three places they could probably legitimately take it to. Um, Stadium Australia in Sydney, Suncorp Stadium, or Townsville. I think it's great that the people of Townsville get a game like this. Uh, And I think it's probably also fitting with Queensland being the current series holders that they get the chance to, you know, play in front of their crowd the home crowd up there. Well, that's it. Take it take it to a more regional area of Queensland. And how many great North Queenslanders have there been that have represented Queensland? So it's Absolutely. a good reward for the for the people up there. They love their footy up there in Townsville. Or, or in all of, you know, talking about central Queensland, Rockhampton, Cairns, Townsville. Yeah, you know, they all love their they love their footy. The only the only criticism I have of the whole origin series this year is I love the fact that they play the women's state of origin as a standalone game. And they're, they're doing that at Sunshine Coast Stadium this year on the mm-hmm. Friday of Rep Round, which is great. But I don't know. I, I'd probably say that they, I mean, say that these girls get to play in front of a much bigger crowd and showcase themselves. I probably yeah. would have played it as a curtain raiser to the, the state of origin at Suncorp Stadium on mm. the Sunday um, of that weekend. Uh, so. That's probably the only criticism I can I can say of the whole uh, thing this year. It's interesting that they're still doing rep round, but is there any other game apart from I the Origin? Like, I don't no, think there is. That's what I mean. There's no specific no, tests. Yeah. No. No. So just yeah, using it as another buy round or something. Uh, Christian, well said, Ruin Hammer. Players shouldn't be tarnished by comments on your live shows. Full respect for what you guys do on your platforms. <clears throat> making sure players get the respect they deserve regardless if they had a bad game. Yeah, mate, we're all human. Mm. You know, we all make mistakes. Yep. You know? That's um, what it's all about. Yeah, yeah the, the only difference is when I make a mistake, I don't do it on national TV. National TV, yeah. You don't have a live bag in you on social media. Yep. Tiala, up the Mighty Blues, going to rock my Blues jersey in central Queensland. You the man. You the man. Um, you just try. Come on. <laughs> uh, in fairness, though, it's a shame that the game in Townsville isn't then followed by the game in Sydney and then the game in Brisbane. Yeah, that's probably the only thing mm. I agree with that, Nick McCurcher. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, it should be two games up. in Queensland in a row kind of gives them a bit of an advantage. Mm. Um, so you know, but we'll see. It's the worst Queensland side. Oh no, that was last year. That was last year. This is this is the even more even worser Queensland yeah. side. <laughs> um, even worse than '95, I think. All right, something's happening with my screen. I can't see jack shit anymore. 
I can hear you. I can you see still you. Still hear me? Okay. Yeah, I, can, I just can't see anything else that's on on screen. So interesting. We'll, we'll carry on. Yeah, mate. Um, we'll talk about. There you go. I can see. Do, you can see, but we do have we do have uh, five games this week. Four. Four. Sorry. Including five, including Origin. Let's preview the Warriors uh, game this week against the Bye. How do you think we'll go? I reckon we're a real good chance of getting this. I, so I do think I. that if we do, we get two points for the Bye, or is there no two points for the Bye anymore? Good question. I was, I was, I was thinking that before. I was like, oh, yeah, another guarantee two points this week. But they maybe yeah. they don't give two points for the Bye anymore. Who's eighth at the moment? Like, can I we get into the? Can we get into the eight? Maybe they do because I think it pushes us into the eight. Well, that was the thing. Um, we're in ninth at the moment, all because Gold Coast lost by a bigger margin. Yeah. Um, it's always great when we lose a game and still go up the ladder, uh, which we've done twice this year now. <laughs> uh, the Dragons are, are in eighth spot. The Dragons? So, How are they still in the eight? Oh, mate, because because they played some shit teams early on in the season. Um, so well, they played the Broncos this week. So let's hope for a Broncos win, eh? Um, we'll get into that actually. The round thirteen preview. Yep. Uh, origin selections, injuries, and suspensions dominated the the team selections of this round. The the drag Thursday night game is the Dragons versus the Broncos. Uh, the Dragons they get Mac Dufty back from his injury, <clears throat> Michaeli Ravalawa back from his suspension on the wing, Josh Kerr also back from suspension. Uh, Jack Bird's been moved into the back row for Tariq Sims, who's in origin, uh, Jack DeBellin named on the bench for his NRL return. Uh, for the Broncos, they named Selwyn Cobbo to make his debut on the wing. Cobbo! <laughs> Xavier Coates, uh, who's in origin. Tyson Gamble returns from suspension, and they've got Alex Glenn returning from his injury life. He's been out for a while, hasn't he, Alex? Has Glenn? been, yeah. Seems like ages since he last played. Um, I'm going to say the Broncos 1-12 to 12 because I want them to beat the Dragons so that we go up into the eighth. I, I also will want the Broncos to win for that very reason, but I think the Dragons are going to get this one. I think it'll be an absolute close, close, close game, but I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling the Dragons might get up here. Very, I think it's going to be a fairly low scoring game as well. Is Ben Hunt playing for the Dragons? He's, he didn't make Origin, did he? No, he didn't. So, um, they, so they've still got Hunt and Corey Norman, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So they've still got two Origin halves. Yeah. yeah dangerous. Well, Friday night, Tigers versus the Panthers. What do we think about this one, folks? Tigers name Alex Seaparth at lock for Joe Offa and Gowie. That's what I forgot. Joe Offa and Gowie made the Queensland team. Yes. Yeah. I, I had not considered him at all, but there you go. He's in the side. Uh, Luciano Leilua named, but he could be suspended if he, found he guilty. He beat the charge. So he's playing. So that's, yep. a, big, that's a big in that for, is the, a for the Tigers. Yep. So the Panthers have been decimated by uh, origin duties. Uh, we've got Dylan Edwards returning from injury at fullback and Crichton uh, moves back to the centres. Robert Jennings, it seems like a long time since he last played yep. uh, in the NRL. I think he played for Souths. Tigers. Tigers. Well, Tigers, yeah. Tigers he a couple of years ago. South, then he went to the Tigers and... Leading hey, Carl, how many, how many games did uh, Robert Jennings play for the Tigers? Not many, eh? Yeah. yeah. Robert Jennings named by the wing for Brian To'o and Matt Burton goes back to the halves where he's has played a lot of his footy. And yep. Tyrone May is actually a is probably more a natural half as well. So yep. they're they're the ones that have the massive shoes to fill from Cleary and Luai, who are orange and duty. Spencer Leniu named for a start 
for the suspended Moses Leota. Mitch Kenny uh, comes in at hooker uh, for Apisai Coruscant, who is 18th man, but I believe he still has to remain with the squad. Correct. Because he's the 18th man, yep. so he, he has a chance of, of possibly playing. Yeah. Scott Sorensen, Matt Eisenhuth named in the back row, and Isaiah Yo and Kurt Capewell uh, are out on origin duty, obviously. And a young bench of Jamin Salmon, Jermaine Hopgood, Lindsay Smith, and Isaac Targo named yeah. as well. So, some, um, yeah. so Lindsay Smith and Isaac Targo playing their, making their debuts. Um, yeah. Salmon's only played like a handful of games at Parramatta. That's right. Yeah, I remember him being uh, touted as a yeah before Dylan Brown came on the yeah, scene. Yeah, for as a half for Parramatta. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Hopgood's only played the one game so far, so it's a pretty inexperienced bench. Yeah, it remains to be seen whether they can do a Melbourne and replace players, but still continue on as they were. I'm I'm actually going to say no, and I am going to pick. This is this is my good oil for the week. I'm going to pick the Tigers to win this one. Yeah, right. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. I, I think the Tigers, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like 1 to 12. Yeah, it will yeah, be. I, yeah, I, I just, think so. I just think like the Panthers have gone, you know, phenomenally well. They've won 12 in a row. Uh, but this is the game that's really going to test their depth. Uh, in saying that, they're a club that they haven't lost a game in reserve grade either. And they've only lost one game. Yeah, in the, I did hear that during the week. So it's crazy. Yeah. Depth is pretty impressive. Um. Yeah. Uh. But I'm with you, mate. I'm. I'm. Uh. I'm going the Tigers one to twelve. I'll be there on Friday night at Leichhardt Oval with the the great Juan. Uh. We're going out to watch that game. How confident are you, mate? I am. Yeah. He's never confident. He's a <laughs> Tigers supporter. It's like Brenna Warren. <laughs> yeah. You're always hopeful and never confident. Well, how nervous would we be? Like, remember that week we played the. The Panthers had all their origin players, and that was like a young Jerome Luai. Just Mate, we're going to we're going to get the storm after Origin, and you know, ordinarily you'd think that they'd be resting players, but this no time around, they they haven't got they no. haven't got they've only got Addo Carr really playing Origin. Like Munster's injured, yeah. uh, Harry Grant's in there, so whether they rest him after Origin, but like, he's been injured anyway. Harry, yeah, Grant that's what I mean. Like they've they've been too. kicking along pretty well, haven't they? Yeah, there's no freebies there. No, uh, the. Saturday, the Storm versus the Titans. Uh, for the Storm, Dean Eremiah is named on the wing for the Fox, Josh Adokar, who's in the origin uh, for New South Wales. Never heard of him, but I know he's going to do a job. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cooper John's named to partner um, Jerome Hughes in the halves, which he has been doing anyway. Uh, yeah. Only this time he'll do it with a six on his back instead of the 21. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth named in the back row to replace uh, Felice Kafusi, who's in origin. Um, the Storm also welcome back baby Bigfoot, uh, Kenny Bromwich from injury into the pack. Uh, great to see the Titans have named um, Preston Campbell's young son, Jaden Campbell, to make Big his... wraps on him. Yeah, yeah, make his debut at fullback yep. uh, for AJ Brimson, who's in the origin uh, camp. So uh, congratulations to Jaden. Uh, Preston, you know, yeah. Preston was a great player. Great um, ambassador for the game, yeah. Awesome ambassador for the game. Awesome ambassador for the Indigenous uh, people. Um, always played well above his weight. You know, oh, yeah. Dalia medal winner. Um, so great to see Jaden get a get his uh, debut handed to him. Sam Stone and Sam McIntyre are in for um, Tino and, and Dave Fafita, who are out for Origin. And our man Tyrone Peachy. Who? Peachy. Peachy. 
PG. He's on the bench. Uh, he returns from suspension. Uh, mate, Storm versing the Titans. The Titans away from home. It's going to be nothing more than uh, Storm 13+, plus, uh, possibly even 40+. plus. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Storm yeah. by, by at least 20. Yeah, they, they just keep on keeping on, don't they? They just carry on. Sunday, Knights and the Eels. Sex toy at fullback for Ponga. Sorry, Tex Hoy at fullback <laughs> for Ponga. <laughs> I, my, that's a shout-out to my mate uh, Nick Purser, massive Knights fan, and he, he dropped that one on me on the weekend, so I had Sex to slip toy. that in there. <laughs> Sex toy at fullback for Ponga. Who <laughs> was an origin duty, but has actually uh, been rubbed out with injury. Yep. Brody Jones into the back row for the injured uh, Tyson Frizzell. Connor Watson named at six, who some people reckon we should be chasing. Um, Kurt Mann. Is that because he's off contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, okay. he's possibly available. And yeah. he's another player. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Mann back to the bench. Jack Johns named on the bench. So the Johns name lives on in yeah, the Newcastle, Newcastle jersey. Yeah. 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 Um, Parramatta have named Hayes Dunster. Yeah. Not, not Hayes. <laughs> Perham <laughs> to replace Blake Ferguson, which is what we were uh, referred to before. It's very, it's quite bizarre. It's quite a bizarre selection there. Um, I reckon Fergie's a bit off the boil, do they? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like Parramatta have lost two games, so the guy that they're they're, they're blaming winning. for that is Blake Ferguson on the wing. He's the one that gets dropped, and everyone else stays. So yeah, I don't well. Know. He is a lunatic, but yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a drawing a long bow, I think, to, oh, to pin no. it all on Blake. Yep. But anyway, um Marata Niakore is named in the front row to place Junior Polo. So he's gone from the centers to the front <laughs> row. He's yeah. done a reverse Ruben Wiki. No, no, sorry, he's done a Ruben Wiki, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, not too many front rowers go to the centers, do they? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's done a, he's uh, emulating uh, the great man there. Yep. For Junior Paulo is on origin duty. And Dylan Brown returns from suspension. Um, yeah, look, you gotta you gotta think it's gonna be a big Parramatta win here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah Parramatta 13 plus for me, uh, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, gonna be interesting. Only one game of footy on each of those days, and then going into origin uh next Wednesday night. Um mate, I've, I've got to stay true to the blues and I'm gonna tip the blues one to twelve. Well, mate, it's gonna be it's going to be a Queensland win by two to four. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> we've got the we've got the backline to really cause some trouble. Uh, and I think back to a couple of years ago when Tommy Turbo had a blinder. I, I don't know what year Origin. I think it was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, where he had yeah. a, a blinder in Origin playing in the centre. So um, I, I'm hoping he can replicate that. I, I think Latrell coming back into the fold is a big in for New South Wales. Yep. Um, and everyone's talking about. Uh, Luai and, and Cleary. The success of Luai and Cleary in origin is going to be dependent upon the go forward that the New South Wales pack can get. Um, yep. And that's going, to be the, that's going to be the big thing. It's, it's the battle of the packs, the battle of the, that, that ruck in the middle of the field is, is where the game's going to be won and lost. Um, you know, Queensland have Daly Terry Evans at halfback, who is just a master of game management and clutch he, plays. He is, yeah. You know, has an awesome kicking game. So, um, yeah, probably just the familiarity of having so many Penrith players in that New South Wales squad is probably the thing that might get New South Wales home. Um, you know, 
they're guys that are playing confident footy. They're not used to losing. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it all goes, mate. From from a from a Queensland perspective, um, I think a couple big outs are Lindsay Collins and Josh Papali'i. So they were there in the series last year and they offered some great go forward. Lindsay Collins was, was had a, had a breakout series last year. Yeah, Obviously he was he's out with an ACL. So it, it kind of depends on, on how, if our forwards can get a roll on. Um, and also the fitness of Munster. I mean, he's just an absolute X factor went on and he hasn't played in a few weeks. Um, yeah. It's never really phased him in the past. I but think, um, I still feel that we can get the job done. We, we've still got some uh, proven players in Origin Arena. I, I think yeah. a big out for you guys too. And you is, should never underestimate what it does to a man when he pulls the Queensland jersey over his head. I know, I know. But and, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to say another big out for Queensland is Kalen Ponga. Uh, I yes. think, I think Kalen Ponga at fullback and Val Holmes on the wing is probably a great combination for Queensland. Uh, Caitlin Ponga just provides so much X factor, um, you know, plays. It's, it's like Reese Walsh. He just plays with so much confidence and doesn't let things, um, you know, uh, affect him too much. So I think he's going to be a, a big out mm. for Queensland. Um, and, and there's a couple of selections that really uh, I question too. Like I couldn't believe that Darfinukan didn't get a run for New South Wales. He's, you know, one of those, mm. those reliable forwards, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and even now, like they brought in Keelan Colomatongi as 20th man or 21st man or they've got Campbell Graham in there. Um, if they name four more players, does Mike Doreen get the jersey number 25, mate? Or... He does. He... Oh, we love Mike Doreen. Yeah. That's naughty, Rue. It's still too early in the night for that kind of humour. MA fifteen plus. I think he's talking about. He occupies any jersey twenty five on it. Yeah, great. I think sorry, Millie's. Sorry, I, I missed that. What was that? I said Millie's written. That's naughty, Rue. It's still too early in the night for that kind of humour. <laughs> well, I think he's talking about yours. Sex toy. Sex um, hoy. Sex yeah, hoy. You mean? Sex hoy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a speech impediment. <laughs> uh, oh, mate, just a, a little bit of Warriors news. Um, first and foremost, we spoke about. Uh, Nico Hines signing with the the Sharks, which is obviously one that the Warriors had earmarked, albeit a bit too late, I think. You know, I mean, there was no talk of us offering him anything. And then all of a sudden, mm. last night, I'm getting all these messages saying, hey, have you heard the Warriors are offering Nico Hines this and Nico Hines that? And an hour and a half later, he's signed with the Cronulla Sharks. So, yeah, kind of an interesting one, Probably that nice one. nice to, like, give him a little massage, little massage yeah. of his uh, asking price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Gus Gould video that we posted on our page, which was the 45 minute interview that he did on Sky Sport New Zealand when he was over there two weeks ago. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, get on and have a look at it. It's a great watch. Uh, it was great to hear Gus talk about his plans for the club in, in regards to the development pathways. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was also very good to hear him refer to the Warriors as us um, several times in that video. And then him coming out on Twitter today and confirming his commitment to the club, uh, knocking back an offer from uh, Koori at the Dogs uh, to come on board with them. So it's great to see that he's, you know... Part of the fabric now. He's in, Gus. He's committed to the club. all in. This is us. Absolutely. Um, He's one we'll try and get on the show, actually. Yeah. Um, 
he'd be he'd be a great conversation to have and unless unless he gives us a no no uh, no 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 yeah we'll find I'll find out at the next game at Melbourne I'll put it on him see if we can get him on the yeah the... yeah uh, with some magic yeah you can do it Paulie uh, Iani says Pangai Junior should have been in the mix yeah that was a surprising one that Pangai Junior didn't get looked at for New South Wales um, I don't think uh, I don't think Fitler's the biggest fan of his either. Um, there was a comment that came out a few years ago where he claimed he supported Queensland more than New South Wales. Yeah. He is, he can be a bit of a liability. So who knows whether that was weighing on Freddie's mind there. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, what else is coming up? Uh, da, da, da. Sorry, I'm just reading comments, mate. Yeah, you're right. Um, We've got some home games coming up anyway. We do. We've got the uh, round 14 game against the Storm at Central Coast Stadium, which is the great big Kiwi Coast Party. Um, so that's the day uh, for those that are wondering where the Warriors will wear their Indigenous jersey that's because right. they couldn't wear it. The black guess, jersey. Uh, yep. yep. So they're going to be celebrating everything uh, Kiwi. They're going to be Kiwi food stands. They're going to be craft and colouring areas for the kids. It's going to be face painting for the kids and the adults if they want to get them done. Uh, there's going to be a gumboot throwing competition, some Kiwi karaoke, um, <clears throat> some balloon artists, player signing sessions, and then the great Kiwi band Dragon will be performing. Um, the game kicks off at 2 p.m., but the gates open at 10 a.m., so they're making it a, a big day out. Get down uh, there early. Make the most of all the festivities. Absolutely. Get your face painted. Get stuck into a bit of a boil-up and, um, yeah, sit there and rock out the Dragon. Yeah, you can still or stand or whatever you want to do. There is still tickets available. Uh, not a hell of a lot, though. I think it's going to be a sellout. It is the long weekend here in Sydney that weekend for the Queen's birthday. I, I think it's a Queen's birthday weekend. Um, so, yeah, so uh, going to be a big day up there at Central Coast. Uh, for those in Sydney, uh, there is still the buses being run by the Warrior Nation movement. So um, you can jump on their page and, and uh, check out um, how to how to get your seat on the bus and a ticket to the game. Uh, sitting in bays six, seven, and eight up there, uh, make some noise. And then round fifteen, we're going to McDonald Jones Stadium at Newcastle for the return match against Crucial. Newcastle Knights. Crucial game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and then we've got the bye round the again, and then we play uh, Central uh, Central Coast Stadium versus the Dragons. Uh, at this stage, there is no talk of games going back to New Zealand. Phil Gould touched on it in his interview where he said it was such a uh, an unknown at the moment doing even the fly-in, fly-out where you could get two teams, um, you know, COVID hits and all of a sudden yeah. the players are uh, stuck in New Zealand but their families are all stuck over mm. here in Australia and it, it's just such an unknown uh, at the moment um, with the landscape of how COVID's playing out. I mean, we, we look every... You know, we've got a, a massive um, outbreak again down in Melbourne, in Victoria. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's something that until, you know, the whole world is vaccinated, um, it's something it's that's going to be there. It's still going to be there. It's going to be there. There's even talk of, um, you know, the Warriors being here again at the start of next season um, yep. because of the uncertainty of the, the whole uh, COVID situation. So, uh, and that's just a little whisper coming from a couple of, of, of uh, people within the Warriors camp themselves. So, but you know, I mean, it, it, 
it plays out so differently every couple of weeks, doesn't it? The, of what's going to happen. So yeah, you just you just can't get a, a good read on it, and no. nothing nothing is certain. No, absolutely. And for the sake of the competition, mate, the guys have just got to stay here for the time being. Yep. Um, so for those home games, the uh, Central Coast Stadium uh, home games, get on Ticket Tech. Uh, you can get your your tickets for the Warriors supporters bays base six, seven, and eight uh, using the the code. V for Victor W or V for Vodafone W for Warriors member two zero two one. The numbers two zero two one at the end of that. Um, Mikey Mitchell, when you having pricey on? Uh, I'm just going to get to that. We're yeah. getting to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be, before, before we get to the live chats, just a couple of things coming up this weekend. Uh, if you are in Queensland, um, uh, particularly around Brisbane at uh, Totally Workwear Stadium. 4.15 this Sunday is the grand final of the BHP Women's Premiership, uh, which has got the Valley Diehards, the undefeated minor premiers, Valley Diehards versus last year's um, premiers, the Burley Bears. Uh, a couple of Warriors uh, women running around in that game. We've got um, Karina Brown, Crystal Tamarua and Tasman Gray playing for the Burley Bears. Burley Bears. We've got three... Uh, Brianna Clark playing for the Valley Diehard. So, you know, if you're looking to get some some live footy action this weekend mm. and you're in Brisbane, head to Totally Workwear Stadium. I'm sure, you know, the girls will love uh, yeah. the support. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to be, as I said, I'm going to be going to the game on Friday night for the, for the Tigers. And then it's um, Old Boys Day at North Sydney Oval on, on uh. Sunday uh, where the Bears are playing. I think they're taking on Manly in the reserve grade but um our bears women's side uh taking on the the might of the helensburg tigers uh so kezzy apps and jess surgis playing for that helensburg tigers side but um some warriors girls in uh georgia hale is now down playing for uh north sydney bears uh now that her stint up at uh, gold coast seagulls tweet seagulls is finished mm. so she's down um playing for north sydney bears now which is uh very close to my heart yes. as everyone knows my yep. association with the North Sydney bears. Um, our, our fearless captain, Shawnee Stowers uh, suffered an injury last week. So she's out at the moment. Um, and we've got uh, Kira Dib, uh, warrior um, Kira Dib playing in five, eight down there. And then there's a couple other girls, Tyler Gamble, who was part of the warrior squad last year plays in that side as well. And then there's the great Holly Wheeler um, who, who, you know, great Jillaru and yourself. Wales origin player um, plays for the Bears as well, so I'll be I'll be down at North Sydney Oval. Um, I'll get some picks and uh, catch up with Georgia, yeah. which would be great. Um, yeah, great. Should see Laurie there as well, uh, her dad, uh, who's you know great man. fabric yeah. of the Warriors. So yeah, um, I'll talk to him about those shirts again, mate. The jersey. I was just going to say he does know <laughs> he has a he has a connection or two with a jersey or two, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> uh, yeah, sneak it in there, sneak it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk about our upcoming live chats. Yep. Tuesday, 8th of June, we have the one and only Michael Witt. Put the ball down, Michael. Yep. Yep. So looking forward to having a chat with him, talking about that memorable uh, run we had in 2007 and 2008 there. He was right in the thick of that. Yep. Tuesday, Tuesday, the 15th of June, smoking Joe Vunganar. The big unit. He was, a, he was a Warriors original, 1995 day one Warrior. So he'll be the first um, guy that we've spoken to that was there at the very start in 95. So we've got a lot of questions there for big 
Smoke and Joe. Maybe about maybe a question or two about round three, nineteen ninety-five. Yep. Uh, <laughs> state of origin time, and you your mind cast back to some of the great state of origin warriors, none better than Kevin Campion, the very first warrior to play state of origin. We're going to chat with him on Wednesday, the 30th of June. That's a Wednesday night. So we haven't chat with Campo. Yep. Warriors legend. Great stint for us in the run to that uh, grand final. Tough man. Uh, great bloke as well. We're lucky enough to, to catch up with him during magic round. And the big one, Tuesday, 6th of July, the one and only warrior number one, two, three, Steve Price. Yep. I am just so excited to have a chat with him. Absolute legend. I rate him as in the top three warriors of all time. Um, Me Steve too. Price, legend yep. of the game. Did uh, did everything. Played state won premierships with the Bulldogs. State of origin for Queensland. Represented the Kangaroos. Yeah. No. No offense to Stacey Jones or Simon Mannering, but definitely. Or, or Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, for that matter, but yeah. definitely our, our greatest captain ever. Um, yes. Yeah, so... Inspirational skipper. And, um, yeah, look, mate, guys, make sure you keep that night free, Tuesday, 6th of July, and get all your questions in for any of these guys. I, I will we'll be sure I will, to ask. I will fill you in on a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff when, when we got the reply. So I, I reached out to Pricey probably February, January or February, sent him a message. And as is the case... Um, we don't like hassling these guys, so we kind of send them a message through our our uh, contact media ways that we can get in contact with them, and kind of leave it at that. Um, sometimes these guys back get back to us really quickly, uh, other times they don't. Uh, sometimes it, it's still sitting there as sent and not seen. Other times you get a scene and a love heart, and then there's no no response back, and you kind of don't like to push the envelope, but. Uh, we sent the message to Pricey back in February, January, February. Uh, Rob and I were having a chat last week and all of a sudden he messaged me going, um, did Steve Price just reply? <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, quick. I'm like, I've like got the phone going. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, it's kind of, we're kind of fanboying a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he's a good get. Um, there's, He's probably one of the, you know, and I, I did post it, you know, our biggest interview yet. And it, it's only because of his uh, stature in the game. Yes. Um, you know, it, we appreciate everyone that comes on our show and has a chat to us. But yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah the, the holy trinity of um, of warriors that we kind of aspire to get on our show as, you know, being the the it, uh, Stacey Jones, Simon Mannering and Steve Price. So uh, It's one of the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> uh, was it? Yeah, yeah, infinity stones. Infinity stones. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, we're we're very excited to be chatting to Pricey. Um, yeah, can't wait for that one. It's uh, but yeah, next week, um, because of Origin, we're only going to have the one show next week. It will be Tuesday, uh, so we'll do the Michael Witt live interview on Tuesday, and then the end of the show will just be uh, a brief review of the mm. four games this weekend, and then we'll go into the Warriors preview for the the Melbourne Storm game. But uh, yeah. Yeah, um, looking forward to it, mate. I, I, I love doing the live chats. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah look and, and looking forward to chatting to all those guys um, coming up. They all have great stories to tell, and something different comes out every single time. Something you never knew. So, Malcolm Earnshaw said, "Sorry, was going to go to the Warriors Storm game, but got the UFC party on 
watching Izzy hold his bent belt against Vittori. Is that Daniel Vittori, the uh, the ex <laughs> uh, the ex uh, Black Caps uh, spin bowler? Does he wear his glasses when he fights? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm betting the style bender will probably get him. Um, yeah. Glory, glory, Dan Vittori. Not not to sound uh, anti um, style bender, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm on when it comes to that that division. I'm uh, Team Whitaker all the way. Uh, yeah, I'm massive Rob Whitaker fan. Uh, so I can't wait for those two guys to to run it round again. That'll be good. As always, yeah. guys, um, we're we're across all the platforms. So if you did happen to miss tonight's show, not to worry, you can catch or it any on show Facebook again. Up. Any show, exactly. You can catch up again on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram, YouTube, all of our podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Radio Direct. Yeah. So I'm just preparing some stuff to, to pop up on the YouTube channel as well. Um, some of the stuff from Chanel, the full the full chat with uh, Clinton Torpy, a wonderful chat that was. Yeah, well, uh, that will be up there soon. All two and a half hours of it, but it's yeah, well worth it. So, uh, yeah. the Mad Butcher is always up for a chat. Yeah, I've, we, I've spoken to the Mad Butcher a couple of times. Um, it's just the the hang on, what's coming up here? I'm logistics. just seeing all these all these comments of popping up now um yeah I've, I've spoken to the mad butcher a couple of times that because of the time difference between new zealand uh the mad butcher is going to be one that we'll probably have to pre-record and yeah. then put up on youtube and there's another one that we're going to do i don't know if any of you i mean obviously a lot of the warriors or fans will know mark Mahiman uh decker mm. um we, we're Looking forward to, to getting Mark Mahiman on for a, a chat as well. Um, just got to tee that up with uh, Leighton Swan and, um, yeah, obviously the time frame in New Zealand and, and so forth. So, <clears throat> And the Mahiman's a very busy man. He's, he's got his finger in a few pies. He does. Yeah. He keeps himself very busy, yeah. He does keep himself very busy. So we're looking forward to, to having a chat with him as well. Um, Siala Afamasanga says, Stacey Jones, Ruben Wiki, Steve Price, in his opinion, are the, the Holy Grail. We have had Ruben Wiki. Um, so for those new listeners of ours, if um, you can go back into uh, onto our Facebook and have yep. a look at our video in our video library on Facebook. It's, it's also got, on YouTube channel yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can see that on Facebook. You can search on our YouTube channel um, for the interview with uh, Ruben Wiki or or anyone else for that matter. Yeah. Or if you just want to listen to them when you're going to work, you just you know find us on Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, Breaker or Radio Direct, um, and yeah, listen to our show. We're, we're very um, thankful for you know the, the the podcast stuff's getting a lot of plays now. Um, yeah, so that's a big thanks to you guys so, yeah. Yeah, for getting in there and supporting us. Yeah, we appreciate that. Malcolm Earnshaw's reading our list, mate. We've got a massive list of the guys that we've reached out to. Brent Webb's one that I've sent a message to. He hasn't come back to us yet, um, but <clears throat> we spoke to Mark Tukey at Magic Round, and um, there's a lot of those guys from like 2000 through to, you know, 2005, six, seven <clears throat> that he still is in contact with mm. that we're, we're going to look at doing once the season finishes, we're going to look at doing a, where are they now type um, thing with, with Tukes involved. So get guys on like, um, you know, Brent Webb and um, who else was he talking about? Uh, PJ Marsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those other guys from around that, that era. That yeah. Era. 2002. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Locke. Kevin Locke was another yes. one. Yep. 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 Uh, I've, I've spoken to Benny Madalino. Uh, some of these guys are a little bit shy and don't like 
um, you know, the 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 live chat, so to speak. So mm. Benny has thanked us, but he kind of declined coming on. He he said he's he's not um very big on on that type of thing and, and we appreciate that you that's, know that's fair it's not enough. for everyone yeah. uh benny does follow us on our platforms though so shout out to big benny mats um he's always been a fan favorite uh yeah, love you, benny. especially you know because he gifted me, yeah. <laughs> gifted me a jersey a long long time ago he's, mm. he's a test jersey so um yeah um yeah mate that's about it um that's about it. yeah it's a wrap for everyone out there, enjoy your weekends. Be safe. Uh, see if you can get out and, and watch some footy. Uh, like I said, the, those Brisbane people get out there and support the, the girls in their grand final yes. this weekend. Um, if anyone wants to watch some some quality football uh, this weekend in Sydney, come and sit with Hammer at North Sydney Oval. Uh, it's Old Boys Day, uh, North Sydney. Not that anyone will know who I am, but uh, it's always good to get hey, a Everyone knows who you are, mate. Everybody will know who I am, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is he still a firefighter? Wade McKinnon? Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah. Auckland yep. Fire Department, I believe. Yeah, he is. Mm. Uh, that's what someone's just posted in Auckland. Yeah, so he'd be a good one to get to. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. You have a good weekend. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and joining us. Uh, we can't say go the Warriors this weekend because no Warriors playing. So we'll say go the Broncos. Uh no, yeah, go the Broncos, get a win, get a win over those Dragons. Uh, go the get Storm, get a, win, get a win over the Titans. Get us into that top eight. Um, yeah. I will say go the Bears on Sunday in Sydney. Uh, like I said, going out to watch Georgia Hale and um, go the mighty uh, Burley Bears up there in, in Queensland. Uh, in that oh, I, I guess I'll have to go for the Valley Do I Hards then. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, Bree Clark, but, you know, you're outnumbered. Yeah, I'm a Bears man. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back in the Burley Bears as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks again for everyone, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Talk to you soon, thanks, bud. Everyone. Cheers. Cheers, bro.